all urban firearms instructors are frauds. Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of themartialist.net and philelmore.com. I am the aforementioned Phil Elmore, your host. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the opening. If you're watching this podcast instead of listening to this podcast, you'll notice that I'm wearing tactical gloves and I have to keep them up in the frame by holding my hands at nipple level so that you'll see the tactical gloves because how else will you know that I'm wearing tactical gloves if I'm not wearing the tactical gloves in your eyeline? I'm now going to take the tactical gloves off because it's quite impossible to run my soundboard with them on. You may be wondering, Phil, what on earth are you doing? Well, I will tell you. I want to talk to you today about Dale Brown specifically, but more broadly, urban self-defense instructors, uh, urban firearms instructors more specifically than that. Not just self-defense, but firearms. Because there is a pervasive problem in the self-defense industry of a predominantly black audience being targeted by uh, these inner-city urban self-defense instructors, of whom Dale Brown of Detroit Urban Survival is probably the single best example. Before him, there was Voda Consulting, and he was even, he was more incompetent than Dale Brown, but that's a low bar, or is it a high bar? Anyway, it is, uh, it's very easy to be more competent than Dale Brown. It is not easy to be less competent than Dale Brown, because Dale Brown is an incompetent fool who peddles fantasies while dressed up as a pretend police officer. Even worse, he calls himself Commander Dale Brown. Commander of what? The Internet Army? So, I want to explore that because I think there are always going to be exceptions. Whenever I put, you know, one of these clickbaity titles in here, obviously when when the title says all uh there will be exceptions so don't be offended if you happen to know a uh, you know an urban firearms instructor whose credentials you trust somebody who you quite like that's fine but all urban self-defense instructors with those exceptions are frauds because they all display remarkably some of the same behaviors as dale brown uh dale brown annoys me because i don't like that other people take him seriously and by that, I mean that uh, I was going through YouTube and on the Newsmax channel. I like Newsmax. They're a small right-wing news outfit. I happen to like most of what they do. So they did an interview with Dale Brown, Commander Dale Brown. They made sure to call him Commander. And they weren't being critical of him. They were interviewing him about, you know, firearms defensive tactics. The nonsense that he peddles that will get you dead. I've seen some hilarious like TikTok style stitch videos where Dale Brown is showing you a disarm and then somebody else mimics the disarm and suddenly they're in heaven because they died. And and that's what Dale Brown teaches. So I posted on that video, I'm like, do not encourage this fraud. And some guy was like, what's he, what's he teaching that's wrong? You can't criticize him. What's he, what's he, te-? you know, on and on. And it, it's really, it made me despondent that there are people who consume this and then they go, man, that seems reasonable to me. Because Dale, the Dale Browns and the Voda Consultings of the world, and Voda Consulting, if you don't remember, there was a viral video. This guy was another of these urban self-defense instructors. 
And his thing was doing gun and knife stuff while in the booth of the, the firearms indoor range he was at. There isn't a range in the world that will let you do that without throwing you out. And he managed to put a round in the ceiling of the firing range because of the nonsense he was engaged in. That could just as easily have been somebody a couple of stalls over if the angle had been different. So they rightly threw him out, and this guy became briefly famous for his terrible consulting work because, like so many of these urban firearms instructors, he was just making up gun stuff as he went. Firearms are extremely dangerous. You have to have legitimate legitimate credentials to teach people about firearms. You don't get to just make up disarm stuff as you go along. You don't get to just make up, you know, super uber high speed low drag tactical techniques unless you have some grounding from some credible instructors yourselves. Yourselves? Yourself. So I have taken, there was a period in my life when I went to all kinds of firearms classes. I went to so many firearms classes that I wore out a Glock 19 and had to replace it. It got to the point where you put the magazine in and the slide would go forward. Um, there were some other issues too, which is why I finally got rid of it because I just wasn't worth troubleshooting it. After all those classes, I consider myself an educated amateur. I am by no means anybody's professional firearms instructor, nor would any of the people in those classes be. The people who taught us People like uh, Craig Douglas, Southnark, people like uh, the folks at MDDTS and Insights and uh, Progressive Force Concepts, those are people you can trust to teach you firearms. So that brings me back to Dale Brown. Dale Brown, who always has his hands up here at nipple level because he's wearing gloves indoors and he needs you to see them. He's got his pretend tactical vest on, and he's got his pretend cop uniform on, and he's got his tactical gloves on indoors because it's very important that you know that he's as tactical as tactical gets. And that's why almost every picture of Dale Brown is of him with his hands up like this. Not because he's demonstrating a self-defense technique like the fence or whatever, but because he needs you to know he's wearing the gloves. That bugs me. It bugs me a lot. But I also, in in preparing for this podcast, I, I asked myself, like, okay, just who is Dale Brown? And I found a couple of write-ups online. Uh, this one is on my phone, and this is from Dale Brown's own Dust website, uh, where he's talking about his self-defense system, the system he teaches, supposedly. The Eclecticon survival system, eclectic meaning blend of styles, and con, a Japanese suffix meaning a place of learning, was founded in 1993 by Dale Brown. In other words, he made it up. He blended Kyokushin, Japanese karate, Hapkido, Korean karate, Aikido, Japanese martial art, Japanese jiu-jitsu, Japanese judo, Jeet Kune Do, and Chinese Chin Na. I guarantee you these are systems he does not hold instructor-level ranks in. I guarantee it. Now, I could be wrong, but I'd love to see any kind of certificate saying that this guy reached instructor level in any of those individual systems, much less all of them. He is making it up as he goes along. Uh, Dale Brown, founder, blah, 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 used his knowledge of martial arts, firearms training from the military as an airborne paratrooper, and experience as a private investigator to create a modern survival tactical training system. Now, there's a number of red flags there. People who want to BS you about their martial arts credentials, the, the red flag background things are, I was in the military. That, that doesn't necessarily mean they're a fraud because you're in the military, but frauds love to point to vague military service that probably does not inform the actual training that they're doing. So just because you were an airborne paratrooper does not make you an expert in eclectic firearms disarms, the way Dale Brown has made a name for himself. Um, Another red flag, uh, 
anyone who claims uh, that they were a bodyguard, anyone who claims that they were, uh, what was it here? Um, military, uh, private investigator. Just about anybody can claim to be a private investigator. Um, bounty hunter is another one that's not on here, but you know, another red flag because there's no credentials required to be any of these things. I mean, yeah, you need to follow certain rules to become a private investigator and get a license in most states. There are some states that don't require it, but in most states, you've got to have like uh, either apprenticed under a private investigator or have law enforcement experience before you can get the license, stuff like that. But him being a private investigator doesn't mean he's qualified to teach you esoteric firearms disarms. None of it. None of these things qualify as experience for what he's teaching. Um, the system he created is an urban survival training program that emphasizes the importance of human psychology, self-defense related law, and skills required to escape control and immobilize ECI, vi a violent threat, blah, 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 blah. In 1994, Dale Brown began teaching families how to protect themselves on the east side of Detroit. Um, and there's, uh, there's more here. Um, the Detroit Police Department reported an eight, a 90% drop in violent crime in the 7th Precinct and were supportive of our organization. So he's trying to claim that training that he provided was responsible for a 90% drop in violent crime. Um, if you've been to Detroit anytime recently, you know it's a war zone, and Mr. Dale Brown cannot take credit for any appreciable uh, decrease in crime there. There was another article in uh, Rude Vulture that went into great length about dale brown this guy did a very deep dive um he talks about the fact that brown's driving around in a in a hummer with a light bar on top of it a white light bar because he's not authorized to have any kind of colored lights because he's not a cop because he's trying to pretend to be a police officer hence the fake police uniform hence the the fingerless gloves inside the tactical gloves inside when he's doing his training you don't need to be wearing those gloves dude but it's important that you know how tactical he is I noticed that his logo kind of looks like a combination of the Omni Consumer Products police logo from RoboCop and some sort of martial arts symbol in it. Um, let's see. The part where he claims to be an airborne commando or an airborne paratrooper, rather, that too is... Like, he's posted a couple of pictures. I'm not going to say they're Photoshopped. They look like him in the military. But what do they prove? I don't know. Um, again, being an airborne paratrooper would not really qualify him to be teaching the stuff he's teaching they're not related you know at best you're qualified to do airborne paratrooper stuff not what he's teaching now so it's it's very common among people who've been in the military who want to start their own fake martial art thing to make vague references back to the military without really discussing it and this guy points out that that brown really never talks about his um his military service. Uh, I've not been able to verify those two years of self-admitted military service, he writes, as Brown seems to be skilled at the social media game. These types of military service claims are usually dealt with by checking with military service databases. However, Brown seems to have intentionally left out several key details needed for verification in all his social media profiles. Having listened to hours of Commander Dale Brown talking, I can also tell you he almost never discusses his military experience and mostly talks about the start of his business. Um, according to his own account, Brown was raised abroad, mostly in Germany. This means his return to the U.S. could have been somewhat of a culture shock. Brown appears to have finished high school in Germany. From there, he says he moved on to the U.S. Army Airborne Infantry School. The interesting bit about this part of his background is that this type of a course lasts about three weeks. In fact, the Wikipedia for United States Army Airborne Schools outlines what each week of the program is for. For all intents and purposes, Brown appears to have spent under two years in the Army, 
From the Army, he moved to Virginia, where he became a licensed private detective, or so he claims. His LinkedIn profile paints a confusing picture where he claims to have become a PI in 1990, while at the same time claiming to have been in the Army from 1989 to 1991. Another consideration is that Jump School is located in Georgia, while he claims to have become a PI in Virginia. Brown claims to be a licensed PI in the Commonwealth of Virginia and that he is maintaining this license. A search through the publicly available records of the Virginia Department of Criminal Justice Services seems to debunk this claim, however. It's unclear if he had the license at one point and then let it expire. Nonetheless, he still claims the license is current on his LinkedIn page. Curiously, several crucial years in Brown's history appear unaccounted for. It's unclear what Brown was up to between 1990 and late 1993 when he started self-defense classes. And while we're on the topic of self-defense classes, his education is eyebrow-raising. In spite of having incorporated in December of 1993, Brown claims to have earned these certificates in 1994. Executive Protection Institute Certified Executive Protection Specialist and NRA National Rifle Association Certified Pistol, Shotgun, Rifle, and Home Defense Instructor. As far as the NRA courses go, he's listed three courses on his bio. The shotgun course will set you back two days and roughly 200 bucks. The pistol course is also two days and 200 bucks. And the home defense course, which seems to have been renamed to personal protection in the home, also takes two days and costs $250. In short, to match Brown's certifications, you'd have to be willing to claim a lot of things, spare about a week of your time, and pay $650. Uh, he goes on to discuss the Executive Protection Institute, which is located in Virginia. Their courses last seven days and take 100 plus hours. It totals to about $5,000 and, and was between $2,000 and $3,000 in the 90s. Um, they recently changed ownership. That brings our total expertise spend to about two weeks of training and $3,650. By the way, Brown also claims to be certified for the management of chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and explosive threats, but we'll let you be the judge of that. He goes on, I would encourage you to look this up in rudevulture.com about uh, uh, whether or not Detroit urban survival training is satire or surreal. And that brings me to another recurring issue. Dale Brown is so bad at what he does, like so many urban instructors just like him, that People debate whether or not he's a troll who's in on the joke or he's serious. Now, I guarantee you he's serious. I guarantee you that when people started making fun of him, he did the only smart thing he could, which was play along, go along with the joke, appear with Master Ken on his YouTube channel and, you know, act like, you know, yes, I'm aware of the joke and I'm still doing my thing. That's the only way. If he had tried to fight back, if he'd gotten angry and tried to, you know, snipe back at his detractors, that only would have made him look worse. So he did the one smart thing he could and play along. Uh, I've seen this guy doing product endorsements. He's in ads online for that Berna, uh, I think it's a, a pepper gun. You know, it's, it's a terrible weapon. Like, if you're going to use pepper spray, use pepper spray. But do not haul around a gun whose purpose is to chuck pepper spray at people. You're not gaining anything more from taking that extra step. Like, that just sounds like pepper spray with extra steps. It, it is. So uh, I've seen him do other ads for other things and i can't think of a, a good example of one now but like people are actually using this guy to endorse their products and i'm sorry any company that uses dale brown to endorse a product just like there's a knife company that that used mike uh, hard to hurt icy mike Pesesco to advertise their their knives and i guess they kind of sponsored him and gave him some knives and he did some videos 
Like that turns me off immediately. I don't want to have anything to do with that company. It's a knife company using as their spokesman a guy who said that you shouldn't carry a knife for self-defense and knives are stupid and people who carry them can't fight, etc., etc. So when Dale Brown is used to endorse your product, you've just you've told me your product cannot be taken seriously because Dale Brown cannot be taken seriously. So this is not about him specifically. Dale Brown is just one of the greatest examples of this sort of urban firearms instructor fraud cottage industry. The Dale Browns and the Voda Consultings and the millions of other, millions, I'm, I'm sure it's not that many, but there is seemingly an endless supply of urban firearms instructors who have no idea what they're doing. And the reason they're able to get away with this and the reason they're able to make money at it is because they're peddling what they sell to an audience of people who also don't know what they're doing. And by that I mean an urban audience is generally not the audience for traditional firearms tactics and training courses. If you look around you at any typical firearms tactics and training course, you're going to be surrounded by people, many of whom grew up in a tradition of firearms. A lot of them are not from the urban inner city. A lot of them are from the suburbs. A lot of them are from out in the country. There's a much heavier, a much more common history of firearms ownership in rural areas as opposed to urban areas. There are exceptions. There's always exceptions. But for the most part, when you go to a firearms tactics and training course, like when I went to, to South Narc's uh, ECQC class, the people that you're going to look around and see are going to look pretty much like me. There's a bunch of young, fit dudes who are all made of rubber and don't get hurt. There's a bunch of fat gun guys like me who get injured constantly. Um, and, you know, then there's people who fit in between along the spectrum. Um, there's one or two weasels who seem to make it into every class. There was one guy who took that class with me. And then years later posted online about how I did not impress him and I didn't seem to be good at the class. Like, been holding on to that for a while, have you? Good to know I'm, I'm occupying that space in your head. So, you know, these, these things happen. There's always one or two weasels. But for the most part, this is not the audience that is courted by urban inner city firearms instructors. Those, are, those people are courting an audience who, if they've been around guns or used guns, it was, by and large, illegal firearms. If we look at the general culture of the inner city versus anywhere that is not the inner city, there is much more emphasis on guns as an illegal weapon. These are people who don't generally carry like extra magazines or holsters. They have an illegal gun. They carry it in their waistband or wherever. Um, some of those people are wandering around with backpacks full of axes. I've talked about that in other podcasts, how the dude who's carrying an axe in his backpack, that's a red flag. But my point is, and, and again, this is not about color or race. When I'm referring to inner city, I'm referring to a demographic that isn't racially specific. But these are people who predominantly do not have the background to be able to know when a firearms instructor is peddling them nonsense. So your Voda Consultings and your Dale Browns can just pretend to be law enforcement officials or pretend to have training they don't have or pretend that the made-up system they're imparting is something with all this great backing behind it. And it's not. It's terrible. It's the sort of thing that will get you murdered. Because all you have, like, gun disarms are dangerous enough. Some of the earliest stuff I put out on the martial list, I did a few very basic gun arm, gun disarm demos. And they're, they're simple stuff. And even I disclaimed that heavily and said, look, you're probably going to get shot. So understand that when you're doing this, you're under extreme duress and it's your last option. 
but I'm no expert on those things, and I never claim to be. These are, you know, your typical how to avoid a firearm martial arts 101 type things. Dale Brown takes that several steps forward, and it claims to be teaching you this comprehensive esoteric system. And he's not alone. Voda Consulting, same thing. I keep using those two names over and over again because they're the best examples. But there's plenty of others. Um, I think uh, I think the Voda people might have got laughed off the internet, but Dale Brown is still very much with us. So he remains the best exemplar of everything here. There are some warning signs that I'm going to share with you now that have to do with how you spot one of these urban firearms instructor frauds. And the first one is the gag with the gloves. These people love their tactical gloves and their tactical gear. I went to a firearms class once, all decked out in gloves and an airsoft vest with a holster in it, and I had a like a Jack Bauer bag for my extra magazines and all this other stuff because I was trying it out. I wanted to see, you know, is there something to this? Does it work? Um, I, I'm not going to say I didn't feel kind of cool, but of course the other people in the class were laughing behind my back because of the costume I was wearing, because it was a costume. And if you don't think that I was completely aware of that, then you're wrong. You know, I've, I personally have never taken myself too seriously. I, I During that time in my life, I love to go to classes, take photos, write articles about the classes, get stuff out there on the Marshallist. And, and, and you know, that's kind of how I built the beginnings of how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. But at no time did I, you know, go to my bat closet and get out all my gear and go, this is who I am as a person. With with people like Dale Brown, the vest and the fake cop uniform and the gloves, 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 that is so much of who they are. Every picture you've ever seen of, of Dale Brown, he looks like Bane in that in the Batman movie where Tom Hardy played Bane. Tom Hardy made the conscious decision to do the body language of Bane in a way that made him look bigger. How did he do that? He hooked his hands into his lapels or into the struts of his vest when he was wearing a vest. When he's wearing a coat, he's hanging onto the coat lapels. That was a conscious decision by Tom Hardy as an actor. Well, Dale Brown always has his hands up here for the same reason. So you see the gloves, so he looks big, so he looks imposing, and he cuts this military figure. It's all an act. So warning sign number one. All these gloves and vests and gear, especially worn indoors on mats where all that gear is completely unnecessary. Um, I went through a period of time where I was wearing uh, half-fingered athletic gloves at some of these classes because I was worried about messing up my hands because I type for a living. But I look at those pictures now and I'm like, yeah, that looks a little douchey. It's kind of like wearing a drop leg holster. No one can wear a drop leg firearms holster without feeling like a douche unless there's something wrong with you. You know, and, and the one time I bought a drop leg holster to try it out, I put it on and I'm like, you like a schmuck? I really do. There's no reason we can't laugh at ourselves. And these are people who are unable to laugh at themselves. And you might say, well, clearly Dale Brown can laugh at himself. He's playing along with the joke. No, Dale Brown's doing the one thing he can do as a coping strategy so that he doesn't get laughed out of the room. He's pretending to play along as if he's been in on the joke the whole time, as if he's some sort of tactical master Ken, and he's not. He wants you to take him seriously, and deep down in his heart, he believes the nonsense that he's slinging. Okay, warning sign number two, dodgy techniques that obviously don't work. There is a video floating around of, of some guy who didn't get the memo to play along, Dale Brown tries to demonstrate one of his firearm disarms, and the kid just shoots him. I don't mean literally shoots him, but in the context of the exercise, Brown would be dead. That sort of thing pervades everything that he does. 
when the Voda Consulting guy was videotaping himself in his little booth on the range, doing his nonsense knife and gun techniques, it was very obvious that what he was doing was wildly unsafe. Ron Collins, a guy that I've talked about on this channel before, I first came into conflict with him because he put out a DVD on firearms usage when he clearly had no idea what he was doing and we've since found out was not even legally able to own a firearm. Now, he's very much not able to own a firearm now because he's in prison for it. Back then, I guess the, the jury was still out on whether or not he could and he hadn't tried. With Ron, you always knew that you would know when he owned a real gun because he'd never be able to stop posting about it. So I knew up to a point that he did not own any, any firearms because he wouldn't have been able to keep it to himself. The moment he acquired a real firearm, predictably, he started posting videos and pictures of himself with the weapon. And that's how the entire internet became alerted to the fact that Ron Collins, a person who had spent time in a mental institution, had very obviously gone to a gun store, filled out the yellow federal form, had to have answered, no, I've never been committed uh, to a mental institution. That question is on the form, because it's the only way he would have gotten the gun is if he lied. And that's why he got convicted, for lying on a federal form, and then possessing the gun that he lied to buy. And he did a total of 60 months in prison, six zero months, got out, broke the rules of his halfway house, got sent back to jail, got out, broke the rules of his halfway house, had his supervised release revoked, got sentenced to five more months with credit for time served, and then another four months in a halfway house and 31 months of supervised release, conditions he'll never be able to meet. He's trapped in Groundhog Day. He'll apparently just keep bouncing out and bouncing back in. I don't know at what point the legal system stops doing that, because after you've spent several years in prison over a crime that most people only do a couple of years for, I have to think there are limits to what's just. But anyway, in Ron's video, the thing that caused me to come into conflict with him online in the first place, and for us to have a war of words that stopped being fun when he got arrested for various horrible crimes, Ron was showing techniques with a firearm. He had some sort of airsoft or something. And he was putting his hand in front of the gun as if he was screening the presence of the firearm from his ninja enemies. And it was a remarkably good way to put a bullet through your own hand. But boy, you couldn't tell him that. The stuff he was making up was gold as far as he was concerned. So yeah, dodgy techniques that very obviously don't work. That is a red flag. Warning sign number three of these urban firearms instructors who are all frauds. Dodgy credentials at best. Um, and we've just gone through chapter and verse on why Dale Brown's credentials are a little shaky. I would love to see a Freedom of Information Act request verifying what Dale Brown did in the military. I'm not saying he wasn't in the military. It's entirely possible he was. Even if he was, having been an airborne paratrooper, having been vaguely in the military, does not qualify him to teach the firearms esoterica that he is teaching now. Because that's not what he would have done or learned in the military. The military is not magic. You know, they train you to do simple things and to do them over and over again to the point that you can do them well. The Romans did the exact same thing. Why did the Romans rule the world? Because they took their soldiers, they taught them simple techniques, they taught them to practice those techniques ad nauseum, and then they practiced to work together as a team. And with armed with that simple but very robust plan that they practiced and drilled, the Romans ruled the world for however long they did until start, stuff started to break down. So... You know, when you say, oh, I was in the military, that doesn't mean anything. It means you were in the military. It doesn't qualify you to teach any kind of martial arts or self-defense stuff necessarily. Um, okay, warning sign number four. The only reason anyone has ever heard of you 
is because you've got ridiculous garbage videos that go viral on, on social media. That's a red flag. If the only reason we know who Dale Brown is is because his dumb videos went viral and got made fun of, that's probably a warning sign that you shouldn't trust what he says. And there's so many examples of that. You would never have heard, and I would never have heard of Voda Consulting, uh, if not for the fact that his video of him shooting the, the ceiling of the range and then his subsequent complaining about getting kicked out had not gone viral. You would not have heard of him. And there's so many other examples of people like that. There was a guy... Uh, something mike rupert i think his name was who was part of something called renat which stood for reality not traditional training like r-e-n-o-t-t -T. and this was years and years ago and and mike renat i would not qualify i would not count him necessarily as an urban instructor and he wasn't a firearms instructor but he displayed some of these same warning signs mr rupert had put out it was i think at the time a vhs tape that's how we date this and a companion book and he supposedly was teaching you all about how to use a knife for self-defense. He was really big on sharpening, so if you disagreed with him online, he would challenge you to a sharpening contest, which is a lot like saying that if we disagree about what self-defense techniques work and we're race car drivers, that I don't challenge you to a race, I challenge you to see who can change the tires on the car faster. And, and whoever was better at that was right. Um, Mike was an odd guy. Uh, and in the video, he's just kind of yelling at the camera, and he's bad at what he does. Um, so Mike got laughed off the internet around about that time. I think he took down his website and everything. I've no idea if Renat still exists. I think the last time I looked it up, I did find a listing online, but I don't know if that company is still around. Um, and, and he was a purveyor of nonsense, but the only reason anyone had ever heard of Mike Rupert was because he would go online and argue with people and lose those arguments. So again, red flag. If the only reason I've ever heard of you is because you're constantly getting beclowned or beclowning yourself online, possible red flag. You could say, well, Phil, the only reason I've ever heard of you is because people make fun of you online. And that's entirely fair, and you are free to take what I tell you with a grain of salt accordingly. Unlike these people, I don't need you to believe me. You can do what you want. You know, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing standing on its own merits. But, you know, do what you got to do. It, please subscribe to the channel and then make fun of me in the comments. It's good for my engagement. Um, and then, uh, let's see, is there another warning sign? Oh, I, I would say just by comparison, like if the only reason I've ever heard of you is because of your dumb viral videos, we can compare and contrast that to somebody like a Craig Douglas, AKA South Narc, who is known far and wide in the tactical community for the training that he does. It, you know, people who know of South Narc don't necessarily know of him simply because they saw a video online. More often it's, oh yeah, I took a class with him. He's taught so many people so many people that i know you know so that's that's that comparison you've got a perfectly legitimate well-respected instructor versus a dale brown who's just a clown um and then uh, number five attitude people who are frauds these urban firearms instructors who are frauds get really angry when you challenge them i give dale brown credit for not doing that because he on some level understood that it would only further out him as a fraud but a lot of these guys the second you start uh, uh confronting them or criticizing them or making fun of them they get really angry and they ratchet up the attitude correspondingly uh james yeager was a good example of attitude except that you know lots of people liked james yeager and were you know lots of people respected the firearms work he was doing and i know 
there's history there, and there were a lot of people who had bad things to say about James Yeager previous to his time as a firearms instructor. I don't know anything about that, and I'm not here to litigate that, and the poor man has died, so he's not here to defend himself. But James Yeager was notorious for saying that if you challenged him, he would pay for your plane ticket so you could come say it to his face. The obvious implication being that he would do physical harm to you for criticizing him. And while he was probably more than capable of doing that physical harm to you, that doesn't win the argument. That's what bugs me about people who say, uh, well, you know, if you disagree with this guy online, you guys should just fight each other. Like, that doesn't, unless we're arguing specifically about who's the better fighter, us fighting because I questioned your credentials, for example, doesn't prove that you had good credentials. All it proves is that you could beat me up. So these people who say, you should just fight, that doesn't prove a thing. It just proves who was capable of winning a fight. It doesn't prove anything about the argument or the claims that were made, again, unless that argument was specifically, I can beat you up. Then us fighting and you beating me up would prove that point. Uh, but anybody who comes at you with attitude when you question them, there's a problem there. It's a red flag. People with legitimate credentials, if you question their credentials, will just go, well, I've got them, so like what you want. I've had people tell me that, oh, you don't do martial arts, you don't train, you don't have any ranks. I'm like, well, I don't know, you could look through the photos on my Facebook page and see pictures of me in class going all the way back to the time when I had hair, but okay. So those are the five red flags of these urban firearms instructors, who in my opinion are all frauds. You've got the, um, the gloves and the vests and the gear, you've got the dodgy techniques that very clearly don't work dodgy credentials to match the fact that the only reason you've heard of them is because of their ridiculous viral videos and the fact that when they're criticized very often they cop an attitude and they get really angry um, that's not to say that there aren't urban firearms instructors out there who are good and those people i guess know who they are but there's a problem in the industry in the self-defense and specifically the firearms tactical training industry this is a problem and until we acknowledge that, we're not going to get any farther down the road to making it go away. All right, that's going to do it. I have been Phil Elmore. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.